This is a GRDC podcast. Spring frosts are a costly and often unpredictable problem that impacts many grain growers across the country each year. In fact, frost is estimated to cost the Australian grains industry more than $300 million in lost production annually. This is why the Grains Research and Development Corporation invests in the National Frost Initiative, which develops best management practices, creates tools to predict frost events, and provides plant breeders with valuable data on the frost tolerance of various varieties. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. At a recent GRDC update, Dr Peter Heyman, Principal Research Scientist in Climate Applications at the South Australian Research and Development Institute, spoke about frosts, the danger of a warm spring, and varietal choice being a balance of frosts, heat and water. Sounds intriguing? Here's Peter talking with Stacey Wordsworth, and he began by recalling the 2017 frost season that hit Eastern Australia very hard. Through August, there was a, just a horrendous run of number of frosts, uh, when people have counted number of hours below zero and so on, which is ext- was unusually high. So there was a huge number of frosts further south. There was actually some more frost in November, which, which is very late. But for a lot of these areas, we had a lot of frosts through August, early September, and then we had a really hot spell in September. So how much damage was incurred, I guess, right across the country, but particularly down south where it was bad? Well, across the whole area, it varies, but it, I think what it was widespread, and people have, agronomists have, have spoken about losses not only to wheat and barley, but also very severe losses in canola and in the pulse crops as well. So it was just... It was very widespread, and in some cases, there were paddocks just completely lost. So, I mean, in terms of preparing for frosts into the future, what tools are out there to help people predict frost or, or know when it's coming, I suppose? Because it does seem like it can be a bit random at times. Yeah, I think random is a good word for frost, and, and that's that's useful to think about. And as humans, we struggle with things that are random. And so one of the challenges that a lot of agronomists will talk about is how do you you sort of have an extreme year like 2017 let's be careful about managing 2018 into the future and not managing 2018 for 2017 so that's that's partly how we manage that and i think people especially those late frosts people are very philosophical about them because really how would you ever manage for those it's it's important to recognize just how psychologically and financially devastating frosts can be because they tend to be towards the later part of the season when people are already looking at their crops, things can be going okay and they're thinking we'll get some harvest. Even though last year was a tough season, there was still this sense that, that something's there and then losing it at that time. So I think there's a understandable psychological effect. There's a, a big impact on, on finances and so on. But I, I guess we do have some basis for prediction. And one of those is that in El Nino years, we tend to get more frosts. Last year wasn't an El Nino year. So we certainly can get a lot of frosts in years that weren't El Nino years. But if you look just historically at El Nino years, there's more frosts than neutral and La Nina years. And what about climate variation? Is that impacting on frost? Well, I guess the interesting question is in terms of climate change, in terms of warming. So we there's a lot of confidence that decades are getting warmer. That doesn't mean every year will be warmer than one before, but we're moving warmer. Now, you would expect in the long term for there to be less frost in that regard. But in the shorter term, it's a bumpy ride. 
and it may be in some areas we're getting more frost and that's that's a very difficult thing to tease out from the historical record but because frost are partly related to dry springs and to where the air is coming from and so on it's a more complicated story so we would expect that we'd have higher confidence in warming which in itself has this interesting and important effect of bringing crops earlier so even if frost risk stays the same in a warmer world the wheat and crops can be flowering earlier and it brings them back into a frostier time of year and so on so so there's that effect plus in terms of response to some tougher conditions farmers are getting very good at sowing as early as they can and in many cases quick varieties have benefited some of the drier years and so there's a lot of good agronomy if you like that brings us back into frost and even stubble cover and everything else may in, in some cases increase the incidence of frost so it's a lot of good agronomy and so on that's probably could be helping in some stages to make some of the, the frost worse. So with all of this in mind, what are the strategies or techniques or technologies, resources that growers should be using to try and guard against frost as best they can? Yes, I think uh, it's, it's put a good plug in for the GIDC National Frost Initiative and just Googling that and following up what information is there. There's some really good tips and tactics frequently asked questions and so on that GODC is providing from that program. The one tool that I'm talking about at this conference is the use of Climate, which is the historical record you can get on your Apple or Android phone, and you can just look at what the long-term risk of frost was and so on. That helps, after we've had a severe frost year, to put that in context and say how likely was it to get that at that time of year and so on. And so we do have records and they're not perfect and therefore airports are not necessarily exactly in the wheat paddock and so on, but it's a good place to start. And from there you, you map out when you sow and you can kind of come up with a strategy to do the best you can. Yeah, I think, and I think agronomists and farmers are very quick to point out that frost is just one of many factors and that's what we keep saying is that even in terms of climate frost heat and water so one way to solve frost is to give yourself a whole lot of heat and water stress by flowering very late so you want to balance frost heat and water and the most profitable situation is probably to have a little bit of a touch-up frost sometimes because that's going to put you in a situation where you might be flowering at around the right time. So to try and avoid frost completely is going to be um, a very dumb idea because you're going to be trying to flower so late, you'll have heaps of heat and water stress and so on. I think farmers understand this. It's a matter of managing those risks and that how they do that is different for every paddock and it's also different for every farm enterprise, and it's also different for every farmer. Some people have different attitudes to risk um, depending on their personalities and their financial situations. Sardi's Peter Heyman. Remember Peter's advice to Google National Frost Initiative for useful information about frost management. You'll find it on GRDC's website. I'm Tony Crowley, and you've been listening to a GRDC podcast. <laughs>